Good morning and welcome to the uh, Good morning and welcome to KLE. This is the Kingdom Leadership Equipping podcast, the KLE podcast where you do not get your usual church message. This is with your host Sean and Steve all the good way morning. from there. Good morning Steve all the way from Marshall, Texas and from Pennsylvania and we are um, talking about um, are we just dealing with or we are having a discussion concerning building his church? I, Steve, I received just before we go into our topic, because obviously just for our audience, hey, we just want to say we appreciate you hopping on. Um, it's really great to see more and more listeners kicking in and coming to listen to um, the various episodes. Uh, it's really great to have you, and we do not take you for granted. We really, really appreciate you, and we appreciate you being part of our conversation on Friday mornings or, yeah, on Friday mornings. Um, and so before we kick off our, our what, we, what we started talking about already, but I just, um, just a shout-out from a listener from Europe. He said, hello, Sean. I just wanted to say that I started listening to your podcasts in the car while I'm driving to work. Wow, very inspiring things. It's like thoughts that I'm pounding about um, that I cannot put into words that you are explaining them. And the funny thing is you explain them so easily and I'm like, wow, that's the thing what I meant. And it's very awesome that I can follow you. It means it feels like God guiding me in my way of seeing the principles of the Bible, but not knowing for sure if it's, if it is right, how I am thinking and you are confirming that they are correct. Can't wait going to work tomorrow to listen to your next podcast. So that's awesome. And uh, that was for KLE. Of course, I do have the leadership boost where it's more practical stuff and more inspirational to just um, general leadership roles, but um, KLE every Friday, um, building his church with Sean and Steve. So just uh, thank you for that message from the listener from Europe. It's really, um, it's a, it's an honor and a privilege, and it's great to just hear from people, Steve, to say, hey, we are listening and we are getting something out of it. Oh, yes. Yeah, I had a couple guys, I went to a men's thing on uh, Friday night, and uh last Friday night and mm. had a couple guys say that they'd been listening and I didn't even know that they, I mean, I'd been sending them the link and stuff, but I didn't even know they'd been listening to anything. Jeez. So, uh, my wife even said that she listened. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I was really excited about that. In fact, she said that last week's was probably the, the most clear and the, the, um, the, the best one that she had heard. And, you know, it, it's kind of arbitrary as far as the, the, the best quote unquote, but it's, it's where it hits people where they're at, or it doesn't have, it doesn't have the certain things that they are, um, that they have a distaste in their mouth for. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. Um, so, uh, cause sometimes, sometimes we can talk about things and it sounds like we're against, and uh, we're, we're, Sean and I really aren't against anything. We're for Christ. And uh, that's, that's the main thing is for Christ and his kingdom. Uh, we're not against, we're not against the church. We're not against um, pastors. We're not against, uh, you know, a form or a formula. We're for Christ and how he wants to build. Yeah. And uh, so that's, that was the basic thing is, is that, um, uh, a lot of people sometimes feel like we're against something and, and we really aren't. We're for no. Christ. No, absolutely. And, and you know, the whole point is, uh, look, ultimately this is, and this was the whole premise that we started on is the simple fact that you and I have discussions to encourage one another and say, Hey, just reminding each other, this is our fellowship time. This is our, our right. sort of nearly accountability to each other to keep each other on track with our thinking and just inspiring, encouraging, exhorting, um, right. edifying one another. That's what we've done for, for all these years. Yeah. And we talk about things and saying, well, you know, is where are we in our thinking and where are we, you know, are, are we slipping back into the old mentality? Jesus said, right. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So yeah. the word change repent is thinking. to change your thinking, you know? Right. Yeah. And so we challenge each other's thinking still and, and not challenge, but encourage one another to say, Hey, wait a minute. Is that, 
Are we still talking about the order of God? Are we still talking about the way Jesus builds his church, the way Jesus has actually instituted what he's going to do? Right. And, um, and, and uh, that's, I mean, that's our encouragement to one another. And so sometimes, yes, it, sometimes we have to challenge some of the prevailing thinking because right. it's, it's prevailing. Point, ha. Today's, <laughs> today's subject or concept or principle, Steve, is, you know, um, I was listening to something and, and I thought how true this is. Uh, you know, Jesus, three and a half years, and, and of course, this is kingdom leadership equipping. So it's equipping leaders with a kingdom mindset, but leaders not being those with titles and position status and, um, and uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera, um, with the ring and the bracelet and the chain around the neck. We're not talking, that's <laughs> not the kind of leaders I'm talking about. It could include you if you're listening. Um, and so if you are have a, a position or a title, it could include you. But generally, most people think it's not them because I'm talking, we're talking leadership. But actually, it's everybody <laughs> i right. my philosophy is everybody's been been created with the capacity to lead and influence their world so right. um and a lot of people too don't realize I, I mean i just just as a kind of a precursor here yes sean and i have already been talking for a little bit over a half hour yes and all of a sudden uh we just decided to turn on the microphone yes <laughs> Yeah. So that's kind of how a lot of these go. We just go, oh, oh, well, maybe that's what we're supposed to be saying this morning. So, you know, then you, then you, uh, all of a sudden it's laid in your heart for something yes. and just think, you know what? Other people need to probably be in on this too. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. That, and that, so, we, yeah, we've been talking for, uh, you know, actually half an hour already. So, <laughs> so we kick it in. Unfortunately, I've got to go through the process of introducing and, and, uh, and saying hi and welcome and all the rest of it. But um, otherwise we, we, we were ready, ready, man. I mean, we are ready. You could, <laughs> we are so ready. It's scary. I mean, it's just ready, 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 ready. Um, all right. So let's, uh, so the point is, is that, uh, which I was going to make earlier to you before we turn on the record button is that, um, yeah, so Jesus in three and a half years as a leader was, was so effective in his strategy, so effective in impacting a, a dire situation in, in the nation at that point in time that he could leave after three and a half years and keep impacting the rest of the world from that, from that little three and a half year period. Right. So he, his entry strategy was clear. Come as a son. His exit strategy was clear. His, his strategy during the, the three and a half years was clear. And it was so effective that it traveled. Unfortunately, in my view, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but we've got more preaching, more stuff going on, more money being spent on the gospel going out than in, ever in history, and yet the birth rate is exceeding, way exceeding the, the born-again rate. Right. And so we've got nearly 8 billion people on earth we will have in the next few years. And, and we are struggling. We're struggling to make an impact, struggling to, I mean, it's, it's growing, you know, Jesus is growing his church. And so we, we were talking this morning about, about having a strategy um, and an effective strategy and how does God want us to do this, not just, I mean, in building his church, but when we're talking about building his church, we're talking about enterprise um, in each person's gifting so they can influence. Steve, you know, I'm going to just back up a little bit, but, you know, is your, your, whatever you're doing in, in life, regardless of, you know, us talking like this. So whatever, whatever enterprise we have in, whether it's our job or whether it's working in the community, business, education, whatever the story, wherever we are, um, 
that is God's platform for, for us to actually influence our world. It's, it's right. not just to earn an income. It's for influence. Right. So, oh, was that a question? <laughs> no, I'm sort of leaving it as a rhetorical kind of uh, oh, oh. throwing it out there and saying, you know, what we, we need. We were talking about finding God's strategy in our enterprise. Right. Right. So that we begin to influence, and are are we missing? Are we missing sort of the, the the strategy of the spirit in that sense? Is that we're not being effective, so we're not experiencing the success we could. Right, uh, and, and what what I briefly said, I, I don't know whether I've said this before here or not, but in in Proverbs nine one it says, "Wisdom hath builded her house; she hath hewn out her seven pillars." Yeah, and uh, one of the one of the words for wisdom. Um, actually there's seven different Hebrew words for the word wisdom found in Hebrews and each one, I mean, in, uh, in, uh, Proverbs and each one of them is a different aspect of, of wisdom. Each one of them is a different aspect of how to functionally work out this wisdom in our lives so that we can have good success, not only as a son of God, but as a, uh, a entrepreneur, as a business person, as a whatever. I mean, it gives you the, it literally gives you the strategy it literally gives you the the lays out a form and a and a, a pattern for us to walk in and the very first one that you encounter whenever you're reading uh proverbs is uh, chakma which is a the hebrew word which means to be skillful there's a certain skill set or a certain thing that he's given us that's just easy for us it's slickened for us it's it's we're anointed for that if if I may use that term but the word simply means oiled it's the it's that it's that word that's so we're, we're so slick at it we're so easy it's so easy for us that we think it's just us and we look for something a little bit harder a little bit more spiritual but actually it's who we are right and he's already made us that way. Um, the other, one of the other words that, that you find in there is the word tushia, which simply means the enterprise. Mm. But it's also translated wisdom. Um, in fact, it's translated wisdom throughout all of uh, Proverbs. Yes. But it means the enterprise. It means a total, uh, a, a total way of doing something that, that you will have this good success in your life, that you will be a whole person that you'll be functionally demonstrated the kingdom of God. The, the other one is the word orma, which means the strategy. In other words, how do you pull off this enterprise step by step? How do you do this? What's the strategy? Where's the beginning? Where's the middle? Where's the end? How do we go about doing this and with the skill set that we've got? Yeah. And there's another one then is the lab, L-E-B, which simply means the heart of the matter. It's not the heart to just do the enterprise. It's the heart to do it, to present the kingdom of God. Like you said, it's a platform that we're sent into the earth to do, to demonstrate as sons of God, our father's kingdom. Yeah. And then uh, there's another word, um, and I forget what the word is, and I forgot that a half hour ago, too, when we talked. But it, it's also the word that's translated in Joshua, that then thou shalt have good success. It's that word. It's one Hebrew word to have good success. But it's also the one that's translated when uh, Joseph presented his, his two sons to his blind father, and, and he presented the, the Manasseh to his right hand to be blessed as the older child, hmm. and Ephraim to his left hand. He presented them that way. Yeah. And it says that uh, Jacob at that point wittingly guided his hands. The word wittingly guided his hands, to, and he blessed Ephraim with his right hand. And then Manasseh actually got the, he crossed his hands over. So it's a crossing over or a crossing of the hands or a wittingly guiding the hands so that you're not continually blessing what you've always known to bless before or how you learned this thing. It's a matter of now being guided by the spirit of God because they who are the sons of God are led by the spirit of God. So now you're blessing what he's blessing and then thou shalt have good success or you shall have a double portion, which is what Ephraim means. But anyway, it's just interesting to me how it's laid out in there. And, um, and then we started, you know, Sean and I started talking about some other things because both of us are having a little bit of a, uh, not a difficulty, but we're in a place right now where, where we're trying, we are discovering the enterprise and the strategy 
on to have good success, yes. not only in this, but in every aspect of our lives. Exactly. And you would think by at 64 years old, I'd have that down by now. <laughs> but this is, behold, I do a new thing. So for, uh, remember not the former things, nor even consider the things of, hold, of old. Behold, I do a new thing. Yeah. The problem is, if I keep remembering the old ways or the old things, I'm going to overlay the past on whatever it is God is telling me to do right now and it's going to end up looking exactly the same yeah yeah and he's saying this is a new thing behold i do a new thing well if it's a new thing that means i've never seen it before i don't know how to build this i don't know what to do with it yeah and he's saying remember not in fact paul even said this this one thing i do mm. forgetting those things which are behind and so it's it's not even not even remembering the successes that we had before, not even remembering what, what happened before, because now as a son of God, I'm moving by the spirit of God. So I need to find out what he's blessing right now. So I can put my hand to that as opposed to continually trying to make something work that was in my past. Yeah. And the thing, the thing about it is, is I, you know, we need to understand is that God prospers something and, you know, makes it more successful or gives it good success. He starts off with an idea and, right, right. you know, is that we asking God to prosper us and God gives us ideas. Then we're going, I rebuke you devil. You know, um, <laughs> it's just, you know, it's like yeah. um, God, you know, and, but God does, is not a fraud first off. And secondly, he doesn't, um, he's, he doesn't uh, throw money out of heaven. I don't know if anybody's discovered that, but you know, it doesn't just fall out of heaven. And we always, I mean, I have people calling, not yeah, calling me, sending me messages all the time, asking me to, for, for money uh, right. to, to help them with their thing, you know? So it's just like, if, right. I mean, if I was a millionaire, I wouldn't even have enough money. I would get so many calls because I mean, you know, especially the, the kingdom leadership group, uh, kingdom leadership equipping group, a Facebook group. I mean, that's got people from all over the world and right. I've got people from everywhere asking me for money. They think because I've got a group, uh, you know, there's right. money. And then when I say no, they, they start, you know, soliciting other people right. um, and that we've got to understand is that the kingdom of God connected to the kingdom of God is prosperity. There is right. resource. But the problem is, is that we've become so oppressed in our thinking that, you know, we, we used to be in the kingdom of darkness, Steve, and darkness speaks of obscurity. It speaks of That's true. blindness. It speaks of stumble, stumbling, you know, is that not being able, it speaks of ignorance. It, blindness speaks of ignorance because you cannot perceive what is around you. And and, and but we've come into the kingdom of light, which is the ability to be have it revealed, to see clearly, to have vision, to to have hope, expectation, and to see clearly everything and perceive clearly what's around us. The thing about it is, is that we still have a kingdom of darkness mentality, mentality. in the yes. kingdom of light. Right. We're still walking around with an oppressive mindset in the kingdom of light. When, when we've been placed in the kingdom of the son of his love and light brings where it talks about in um, Deuteronomy chapter eight, I think it's 18. It says that remember the Lord, your God, for it is he who gives you power to create wealth, not an income wealth. Right. And, but he says he gives you power to create wealth. And the word power there is capacity with ideas. Right. And so God gives, gives us ideas and we, you know, we think it's of the devil because it's, it's, it's worldly, you know, in that sense, but we are in the natural, we've got to occupy this world and we are, you know, sort of rebuking what God gives us. So we get the idea. It's now how we, fashion our our um application and implementation of that idea 
that means how we're going to prosper. So God says to Joshua, um, you know, meditate on the word day and night um, that you may, how does it go? That you may prosper and have good success. Right. So, so it starts off with the wisdom of God and God begins to bless then whatever we're doing, but we've got to be actionable about it, you know? Right. I just, I was thinking of a, of an actual verse in, in Acts uh, 17 that it says that though they should seek the Lord, if happily they might feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us, for in him we live and move and have our being. Yes. The, the interesting, uh, the picture there, the Greek word simply means as though a blind man has his hands outstretched and he's happily, uh, not happily as far as <laughs> smiling, but, but kind of randomly trying yeah. to feel out there. Yeah. And he has his hands on, other, on either side of the purpose of Christ right. and feeling after it, but not ever touching a hold of it or grabbing a hold of it. And yeah. it says, though he be not far from any one of us. And it's like we're reaching out as blind people trying to find this thing. And it's not, it's not a far from us. It's not beyond the sea. It's not, it's not up in heaven that we should bring it down again. It's not below the earth that we should bring it up again, or he should be resurrected again. It's, it's nigh us, even in our mouth and in our heart, the word of faith which we speak. But yes. it's interesting to me how, how as it's in this time in my life, you know, like we were talking earlier, yes. uh, it's like everything that I've done before um, has, uh, I hate to say dried up, but it's dried up in the sense that before I used to have one job right after the other. I mean, I had four or five jobs lined up. But like now, uh, as a contractor, I, um, it's, it's just a strange time. And it's like, it's almost like I'm happily feeling after him, though he's right in front of me. I mean, though he's, he says, see, see that I will lead you and see that they will follow me and I will turn and leave a blessing for them. You know, if we're following him, he's going to turn and leave a blessing for us along the way. It's not like we're having to find him. Yeah. I mean, if we're following him, he's going to turn and leave a blessing. And he's, it says also in the old covenant, he daily loadeth us with benefits, daily loadeth us with benefits. Right. So I'm looking today, and I, I'm going to proclaim this right now. Father, I'm looking today for the daily load. Amen. Amen. Because today there's a daily load of benefits that it says that you daily load us with. Yeah. So whatever aspect of our lives that's wanting and lacking and come behind, Amen. I'm looking today for that daily load. Well, that's right. Psalm 103 says, um, it says that he fills my mouth with good things. Right. Or another translation says that he satisfies my desires with good things. So my youth is renewed like the eagles. And, you know, at our age, we're starting to think like we need some youth thinking like eagles, you know. And, um, and the word, therefore, he fills my mouth with good things is the word, Hebrew word tob, T-O-B. And it means practical and economically beneficial things. Oh, really? I'll yes. be. That's good. So, so he fills our desires. That's why when I saw that, you know, he fills my mouth, we, we're right. thinking it's just food, but it's so much more than that. It says that, bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not all his benefits, not his right. downgrades or, right. or his humble making tactics. It's like, bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, heals all your diseases, redeems your life from destruction, crowns you with loving kindness and compassion, and satisfies your desires with good things. Now, we're not talking right. about, you know, weird and wonderful, um, lustful, greedy, right. idolatrous kind of uh, desires. We're talking about godly desires right. that he's placed within us. That's the thing is God's placed, you know, for years, I, I remember when I was growing up, I had this desire to speak. Now, you understand, I was, um, because I, I'd been um, sexually molested when I was about five years old, I was afraid to talk to 
people. I, I just, I was, I, I never told anybody for 30 years what had happened to me and, and uh, it affected my relationships with people. So I became very withdrawn, very uh, shy, uh, very timid about, about approaching people and talking to people. And, um, um, but I had this desire to speak. <laughs> I had this desire. I would, if I had the chance, I would tell stories and people used to gather around and listen to my stories. But then when <laughs> I finished speaking the story, I'd run away, you know, yeah. and, and I used to make up stories so people would listen. And, and I always had this desire and I really felt like God, I, well, I didn't even know God at that point in time, but I knew there was something inside of me that, that was going to be able to, communicate and and impact people's lives and so um, when I got saved and I came into the whole charismatic move in the 1980s um, I suddenly discovered a way that I could communicate significantly which was to be a pastor you know I didn't right. know at that point in time that speaking was actually a career or or a a, a business method, you know, I had no clue about those things. And so I worked so hard. I'm telling you, Steve, for years, um, as I prepared, I mean, from 1980 until we launched our first church in, in 1992, um, I planted our first church. I, for all those years, I listened to hundreds of hours of people preaching and teaching. I listened, I read books. I studied every night. Like I was at university. Michelle used to say to me, you, you're spending so much time. You never spend time with me. And I said, you know, if I was at university, this is what I would be doing. I would be spending hours. And so I used to study and I used to listen and I used to repeat. And I used to sometimes go right through the night. Yeah, I'm praying in half an hour, studying half an hour praying off and out right through the night, night after night after night. And, and because I wanted to be the best that I could be. I remember my first preach, I was so nervous. I stuttered the whole time. And then the second one was I, I practiced so much, um, Dr. Casey Frederick Price, and um, and I, I spoke with a perfect Californian accent. You know, for South African, <laughs> that doesn't sound very good, especially out in the in the country um, in South Africa. You know, people were looking at me sort of weird, and I was I didn't even realize it. People were laughing at me afterwards because they listened to the tape. You know, I had no idea, but I I took a message of his, the God kind of faith, and I listened to it maybe about two hundred times. Yeah, I remember and, that one. because I don't remember. But I, I didn't know how to prepare a message. So I learned his message off Pat and I could preach it off Pat and, uh, or teach it. And I did it with a perfect kind of Los Angeles accent, you know, That's and, uh, and people laughed at me, but from then I progressed. And, and so it, what, what I'm trying to say is, is that God placed, God has placed desires in us and we need to discover those desires that he's right. placed within us. And he's never so cruel as to give you a desire and not see it fulfilled. Our problem is, is that we limit our thinking. Right. We limit our, 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 um, we, you know, we've got that, that darkness mindset that right. says, you know, I, I just got, you know, only I can't do anything. God's got to sort of get me out of this. I'm a victim to my, my whole world and my, yeah, circumstances, my circumstances. And, and, and so, you know, only, and, and it is only God, but God gives you those ideas. He gives you those desires. And it says that he fills those desires with practically practical and economically beneficial things hmm. so that your youth, you know, if you're getting older, you start thinking and just, I'm getting older. What am I going to do in my old age? And I'm going right. to pay for this and, you know, and all the rest of it and retire. Yeah, you know, time to retire. Oh, I'm not going to do that. But uh, you know, it's just like um, we well, retire we, means time to. It's a chance to get retired, which means to get tired again. So to tire, no, yeah. No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> or, or otherwise, get a new tire. That's maybe yeah, that's a good right. idea. Get a new tire. <laughs> <laughs> my, first, my first speaking engagement, as far as a, a, a pastoral role or, or teaching or anything like that, I was given the opportunity as an associate pastor to stand up and, and speak. And I, I preached on Ephesians, you know, just yeah. as far as taking upon yourself the full armor of God. And boy, yeah. I tell you what, I was wound up. I mean, I was, I was giving it to him, you know, we put on the helmet of salvation, you know, which 
protects your mind. And then you put on the breastplate of righteousness, you know, and you take up the sword of the spirit and, and then your feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And then you take up the shield of faith, which is able to quench all the diary farts of the wicked. <laughs> and all of a sudden it got really quiet in there. And I, uh, you know, my eyes popped open, my mouth is hanging open and I start hearing, hearing this little Twitter of laughter coming from the back. And then, you know, it was kind of all over for about five minutes and, you know, I kind of lost my direction at that point, but yeah, I, I was, <laughs> I was preaching in a little church of about, um, there must've been about nine people there. And I was also, man, I was like, I've got my pulpit, man. And I've got my, my 10 pound Bible and I'm teaching man. Yes. And, I, and, and, um, my mother was sitting on the front row with Michelle, my wife and, and I'm teaching and I go, and the, 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 the body of Christ, the body of Christ is a living, I was, oh, no. I was going to no. say organism, but <laughs> I came out something like that, but not that. And, and I, I didn't realize what I'd said. I just kept on going. <laughs> and yeah. my mother, she went all colors of the rainbow in front seat. <laughs> and she started like, and she was going and shaking her head at me. And I'm thinking, and I didn't, I didn't say it once. I said it two oh, or three no. times. Oh yeah. And then afterwards, I mean, everybody's eyes were like huge. And I thought, wow, that was a quite a point. I made a point, you know, just yeah. everybody got it, you know, it's just like after what she told me, and I said, oh my word, I was so embarrassed. I didn't want to get up and ever speak again, but you have to overcome those things. Yeah. Had a friend of mine that was teaching on something one time, and he's talking about the oil, you know, the anointing oil that yeah. that he poured on the the head of the priest, you know, and it, and it was so much that it dripped off his beard. And he says, and the and what they did was they took the anus oil, <laughs> and they they poured it on his head to where it was dripping off of his beard, and they took the anus oil and they anointed his thumb, and then then they stuck it on his big toe, you know, this anus oil, and so you know, his whole body, body was covered with this anus oil to make him full of the anointing of the spirit of God. And everybody's just looking at him like, <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a rough anointing, right? That's there. a rough anointing, man. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just looking at, uh, at Proverbs chapter nine and verse one and in the message Bible, and it goes a little further on and it goes, lady wisdom come, goes to town, stands in a prominent place and invites everyone within the sound of a voice. Are you confused about life? Don't know what's going on. Come oh, with me. Land. Oh, come serious? have dinner with me. I've prepared a wonderful spread, fresh baked bread, roast lamb, carefully selected wines, leave your impoverished confusion and live. Walk wow. up this. Walk up the street to a life with meaning, and wow. that's powerful. That is so powerful. You know, wisdom wants us to come and embrace wisdom. You know, come and embrace that powerful force of the spirit of God, right. and right. and embrace it. Because if you're confused about where you are and what you're doing, and you don't know what's going on, um, come with me. Oh, come have dinner with me. So, and dinner is always a place of fellowship, always a place of, of, um, of, uh, you know, spending time getting to know one another. It's not like our fast food meals today is, you know, the, in those days, right. You know, then you get the, on your cell phone and don't even share with each other. Yeah, exactly. And you know, you've microwaved it and we out of here is dinner. There was a, was actually a highlight of the day. And especially if you were invited like this, come with me, oh, come have dinner with me, um, is a, was a major, major time of getting to know each other and, and embracing each other and, um, you know, just a deep, deep, intimate fellowship. And, um, um, and I think we, we really need to be thinking about, you know, is where we are in, in our journey right now and how we can fellowship those wisdoms that you're talking about to go through that process to find that place of, of this, this is the strategy, you know, that right. God has for my life and for my enterprise. Right. And to sit down and to sup with wisdom. I mean, that's the yes. thing is, is take the time to sit down and sup with, it's like he said to, who was it he said it to? 
was Ezekiel, eat this scroll. Yes. You know, here's a scroll. I want uh, you to Jeremiah, wasn't it? Yeah, it might have been. Yeah. I, I don't remember which one it was at this point. I think it was Jeremiah, yeah. yeah it could be. But, yeah. you know, here's this roll. I present it to you. Now eat it. Yeah. And it not only was sweet to my lips, but now he said, now, now eat it. And I thought, I thought, well, what does that mean? It meant to swallow it now, not yeah. just get it in your mouth and swish it around. Yeah. This is something that's now going to give you life. So, so let it digest in you. Let it become a part of, you know, the thing that gives you that energy and life to keep going. Right. And um, right now, I know that a lot of us, you know, like. Uh, you and I aren't the only ones in this situation, but, you know, to, to digest this stuff, get it down in there so where it becomes so much a part of us that when we, that out of the abundance of the heart, then the mouth speaks, not just our head. Yes. And I, it's not like I know this so well, I'm able to give it to you, but it's so much a part of me that the word has become flesh <laughs> and now dwells among us. And because of that, then I bring, it's almost like, it's almost like there's another process right now that I'm just talking personally. Yeah. Um, because whenever he circumcises the heart, you know, circumcision means to cut off the outer flesh. Um, uh, basically, for, it's now for health reasons. But back then, I, I never quite understood what the circumcision was all about. But you think about just what it is naturally. It's cutting off that outer flesh uh, so that no flesh when the sperm comes out it doesn't touch any flesh the same thing happens in the heart when he circumcises the heart the sperma which is the seed uh as it talks about in matthew it says the the sower soweth the seed the word seed there in matthew is sperma Mm. Uh, in Mark, it's spora, which is uh, the same reproductive thing, but in plants. But anyway, the sperma of God, when that sperma of God comes out of your heart and begins to go forth out of the abundance of your heart, you begin to speak, it's touching no flesh anymore. This, the heart has been circumcised where it's not going to touch any flesh so that it reproduces after his likeness and image because it's his sperma. Yeah. It's meant to reproduce him in somebody else, not my ideas, not my thinking, not my anointing, not my gifting, not my nature, but his. And so as his sperma comes forth, it touches no flesh. Mm. And so it's able to reproduce that likeness of Christ back in you as it comes out and, and, and strikes your heart then. Right. And it not only impregnates you, but it's, it then then it brings it to term and it brings it forth because now it's something of him, not a mingled seed, because that's one of the things that God doesn't like is a mingled seed. Yes. So. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> the thing about it is, is that yeah, we've got to find that and let and nurture that in our lives, you know, right. in, in our hearts so that, um, because I, th I think, you know, what we need to understand is that God does want to prosper us. Right. <laughs> you oh, know, yeah. he doesn't, he doesn't want us. And, and, you know, prosperity can mean, it means different things to different people. And, um, in the sense of, it's not just having millions in the bank, you know, that's sort of been the, 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 the presiding kind of prevailing thought process. But prosperity is, is that God, you have success in your relationships. You have success in, in your home. You're making an impact. You are influential where you are in whatever job role you find right. yourself in. Sufficiency and, and, in all things. Yes, and people are able to look at you and say, there's something about this person that's different. You've right. got righteousness, peace, and joy flooding your life in the Holy Ghost. You know, you, the Bible talks about in Romans when it talks about that scripture, it's, you know, the kingdom is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And he said, right. you serve God in this way, you'll be pleasing him, and you'll have favor with men. So there's something to walking in the the kingdom culture that actually gives you success um, in the place of pleasing, you know, walking in a place of pleasing God and walking in a place of having favor with men, because that's really what we need. We need favor. We need influence because right. that's when God can prosper you and God can use you. I'm thinking, you know, another scripture, Steve, that really uh, is coming back to, to the original thought that I introduced was that Jesus said, go into all the world and make disciples. Right. 
and and that was his that was his strategy that he gave to right. to the twelve, and that worked. You know, you know what I'm saying. And right. I wonder how far we've got off that process because That's true. Because the word the word build um, in in Proverbs nine one is um, it's it another translation says or a footnote says there's a fascinating word play in the Hebrew text. The verb meaning to build and the word translated son come from the same root, and build is banal and son is ben, and the That's house true. the house wisdom is building the house wisdom is building is a son. And you right. and I are sons of God That's who are brought into a spiritual house. Right. It's also a verb in the Hebrew for hewn, as in stones. And we are living stones raised up to be God's temple. So, right. you know, and I think that's, to me, that this is a strategy. You know, just doing this is, is God's strategy in, in one form for us. And, and for me, in that sense, is that is. I I am so uh, passionate, and I know you are too, about the whole idea that we cannot build, and we come back to now building the church. We've been speaking more about building ourselves in that sense right. as the church, um, but to build now on a more universal kind of right. picture. Let's take a bit step back and let's look at the bigger picture now. And and well, the word that, Ben anyway, or or Bain, however yeah. you want to pronounce it, uh, uh, it means the builder of the family name. Yes. So I'm sorry to interject there or interrupt, but I just thought, you know, that's, that's an important aspect right now. We're not trying to build a church or trying to build a something else. Yeah. We're building a family name. I mean, Absolutely. as a son, that's what we do. Absolutely. And that's the passion is, is to actually see not sons of men developed, but sons of God being built. Right. That, that are built to the place that they can be living stones, making a building, which is the church of right. Christ is, is that he's building his church with sons. He didn't, he didn't send Jesus as a priest or a prophet or as a pastor. Right. Um, he and sent as him a as a son, as a, right. as, as a son that would grow up in, right. in stature and in God's the wisdom. strategy. Yeah. That's, his strategy. That is his strategy. And he came with, he developed into us with a certain worldview that challenged the religious order of the day. God didn't send Jesus to establish a religious organization or to form a new religion. Right. He came to establish first to introduce the kingdom and, and part of that kingdom is sons. And and he builds that kingdom with sons and with living stones. Not that's right. And, you know, even if they burnt, they come become living stones. <laughs> and so, right. um, I, you know, and that's that's what you know. That's the picture. That's the heart. That's the 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 um, the vision behind this. Really, is that this is God's strategy. But the whole point is, we we were talking earlier. You know how how the the spirit of what we're doing and and the spirit of what we're doing is to actually bring people to to their sonship not their right. ministryhood to their right. sonship right. If, if you are not foundationally established as a son of god in the family of god in the kingdom of god you you haven't even begun because if you if your identity is as a minister you're on the wrong strategy already right you know minister Sons, doesn't really have a relationship no. with the other people it's it's it, everybody gather around me and have a relationship with me but i really have no relationship with any of them except for to stand up here and to do my part yes. but but actually the word there, uh, I, I think, if I remember the same scripture you're talking about, it says, it says build t together. These living stones are builded together yes. for a habitation right. of the Spirit. The, 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 the thing is, is, it's not to build just a living stone so you're in and of yourself. It's to be builded together. The body's only as strong as that which every joint supplies. Two bones coming together makes a joint. So you have this interworking, this intermingling. As God begins to set us together, my whole heart is to be with you. Until, as we've talked about several months ago now, is relationship is one of the key things. This is a yes. family. This is, not, this is not just a ministry or a, 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 you know, I'm out here just to, 
serve up the the word of God to you. I'm I'm here for a relationship. Yeah, absolutely. And this is just our 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 way of communicating a message of what's really right. in our heart. You know, right, it's just right. using the podcast as a as a as a radio kind of um, broadcast to say, hey, if you're out there and you're looking for the relationship, you're looking for more than what is happening right now on the on sort of the church scene um, right. is this is not a new trend we're not introducing a new trend or a new um, idea or a new concept this is how jesus builds his church he took right. 12 guys turned them from illiterate business people into influential uh, men that identified themselves as sons of God that right. could go out and communicate clearly into people's lives, the, ki the kingdom of God to change their whole world, you know, and, and right. that was the, the effect of it is, is that we're sitting here today from 12 guys, well, 11 guys, because one bombed out, but, but, you know, is that those 11 guys did it, you know, with, with whoever was in support at that point in time. So, right. And, and, you know, I really, when I look at this, I go, all right, uh, that was Jesus' strategy, and it was clear strategy. We need to keep following that strategy. What are we going to do in and that, and I think the Steve now I'll come back down to the, the, the <laughs> close up is that you know you you and I and everybody else that's listening that's in the same place and going all right what's the meaning of my life you know what what right. what what am I supposed to what's going on what am I supposed to be doing right now and saying you know the, it's not just choosing a career it's not just choosing a job choosing a business choosing an enterprise but it's choosing the platform in a sense that God wants to use you to influence your world. Right. So, right. you know, is like, I mean, I would love to go sit on a beach and an island somewhere and, and, you know, wear my, wear my Bermuda shorts and have a surfboard and not right. talk to anybody for the next 25 years and surf until I'm 80. <laughs> and, um, I don't surf. I've never surfed in my life, but uh, you know, it sounds like a good idea right now. And, yes. and sit in the sun, drink coconut juice, and eat bananas, and and um, you know, never have anything to do with anybody. But that is not God's platform for me. I, my son keeps saying, he says, "Dad, if you if you ever went to a beach and saw nobody for." for six months, you're going to go absolutely nuts because right. you have to talk to people. <laughs> and I said, yes, I do. <laughs> I've got to, I have to, I have to preach. I have to, I have to teach. I have to share. I have to impart. I have to mentor. If I don't do it, I'm going crazy. Um, and uh, so that's what I'm saying is it like, you know, I think it's, it's not just finding a good idea, but it's finding God idea for us so that we can fulfill his strategy. Right. Does that and the make idea sense? too is is the way God made you too, Sean. Is is you don't do this just because you've got to stand up and preach. You do it out of a. From what I've watched of your life the last twenty some years is that you do it because of relationship, not only relationship with your father, but you truly desire that they have a relationship with their father, but that you also have a relationship with them. Absolutely. If it works out fine. But but basically, you do it because of relationship, and yeah. that's that's what I've watched in your life. And I thought, you know, that's that's the fruit of it. That's not just that's not just an idea. This thing has become so much a part of you that that I'm going to show you how to do this. Let's become. You're not even saying let's become family, but you pour out your heart and life to them, and you want to be a part of them just as much as they are a part of you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I don't believe, I, you know, because God sent Jesus as a son, and there was a reason for that. And right. th that was that he was introducing a relationship because right. he does build family. He builds with family, builds with relationship. And when we are not coming with, you know, when we're coming with this sort of superior attitude and introducing ourselves from the outside in kind of thing, then... Uh, you cannot build effectively. That's not that's not the spirit of the house, you know. Right, and right. and so for me, it's yeah, I, you're absolutely right. 
I, I'm not, I'm not one to. Yeah. The spirit of the house is I'm going to lay down my life. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, go for it. The spirit of the spirit of the house is I'm going to lay down my life so you can live. Yes. Whatever that takes, you know, I'm going to find out what it takes for you to live and I'm going to lay down my life for you just like Christ did for me so that you can live so that you can come into the fullness of who you are. Right. Not just the fullness of your ministry, but the fullness of who you are as a son of your father. And exactly. I'm going to show you how to do that. I, I'm not just going to tell you about it, but yes. we're going to have to walk together because I'm going to show you how to do it by my sonship. Exactly. And that's what Jesus said to his disciples. He, he called his disciples to be with him. Now, you know, he said they follow me, but he said they, you must come and be with me. That with me. speaks of yeah. mentoring. That means there was, a, there was a, a deep investment within the relationship um, that they were with him for three and right. a half years. And, right. and, and that, that's my heart, you know, I'm going, and that's why, I, you know, you and I were talking and I was, you know, projecting a little bit of vision and I really see in time um, as things develop just within the context of what you and I do and how we do together. Um, I really perceive in my heart is that we will be going to places all over the nation to cities and we will not be hosting you know there will come a time for other things to happen but what i see right now is sitting down in a lounge around a fire um whatever the story is and just saying chill your chickens put up your feet let's talk (laughs) pull out the popcorn bring out a coke or a bottle of water and let's just talk no no super I, i you know i'm i'm so tired of this you know, conjuring up kind of working the, the whole spiritual thing right, and right. trying to experience the presence of God. We're full of the presence, full of the power. We've got the, the uh, you know, we have the anointing. We've got the authority. But time to actually get to the place where we sit around a fire and we talk. And and we talk and, and, and press into to the things of God. We press into the reality and the truths of the spirit of reality, the spirit of truth. We press into that place where we we reach that dimension where there's that deep, intimate understanding that we have of the will of God amongst us and the counsel of God amongst us. And and we, we we just sit and talk and we eat and we fellowship and we get to know each other and we find we find those those areas where we're lacking and then we build that up in each other so we become right. those stones that fit together to become a building of God. I, I that that's my vision. That's what I see. Right. You know, and as, the thing is too, in that in that, it's not just sitting around and talking either, because Christ we're always everybody's looking for the deep meat of God. Oh, I don't want the milk anymore. Well yes. of course you don't. You know, you think you're still a babe. That's that's why uh, you know Yes. I'm not a baby anymore, bless God. I'm, you know, I'm, a <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm all grown up, you know. <laughs> yeah, I want the meat, bless yes. God. Well, it says, Christ says, my meat is to do the will of him who sent me. Exactly. So if I want the meat, it's not just sitting around and talking about it anymore, but what you're doing in that. And see, once again, I'm going back to what I watch in your life. What you're doing in that is you're doing what Christ sent you to do, which was getting into the lives of these men and women of God and, and demonstrating the very purpose of God to bring them into the sonship. It's, you know, as you were saying, you know, sit around the campfire talking. Yes, it is talking. However, it's doing a work in their lives to undo a lot of the stuff that has been laid a foundation for years and years and years and to undo that old foundation, replace it with a brand new footing so that they have a firm foundation to, to work from and then beginning to build thereupon. And a lot of times they don't even know it's happening in the course of that campfire setting or whatever right. setting we happen to have, but that's what's happening. That's what's going on because we're doing the Holy Spirit's doing the work within that person and they just think, well, we're just sitting around talking. no, it's undoing a lot of stuff that years have built in there. That's right. Exactly. And uh, it's, it's, it's a whole different, it's not just um, sitting around with coffee. It's, it's, it's there, there's a work of God that's being done, and the person doesn't even really realize it's happening until it's over. 
Yeah. And, and that's, you know, when I look at the, the journey of Jesus with his disciples, as I've studied that out and, and the principles of his leadership into their lives, and he, he, the, the real, the real um, formation didn't take place in the, in the, uh, the crowds. Right. The, in fact, the one time a multitude, it says an innumerable company came. I think it's Luke chapter 12 or 14, somewhere around there. Right. And when I read that, that inf- impacted my life so much. I'm telling you, Steve, it impacted when I read that verse. And it says he looked at the crowd, but he turned to his disciples and said, and I said, you know, most ministers today, when they get an innumerable company, and at one point I was there, when an innumerable company, in other words, I couldn't count them. It would have been a stadium full. When they arrived, I would have said, boys, this is it. My ministry has arrived. My time has come. Put on your white gloves, your velvet jackets. Let's get this going. Pull on the, get the, the local news on. Take photographs because this is it, boys. This is it, you know. Um, I mean, it's now happening. This is the time I've been waiting for. Um, My ministry has come. But Jesus didn't. He nearly ignored the crowd, turned to his disciples. And in his little group, he begins to talk to them and impart to them. How many times didn't he take them aside from all of that? around That's a fire true. or around a breakfast uh, breakfast fire right. i mean the most the, the the most critical moment of his ministry is after he's resurrected and the uh, the boys had all gone fishing as back to their business of fishing that's what they'd done right and he he prepares a breakfast over a fire for them on the beach and they they find out it's the lord peter who's now you know, feeling very morose, very withdrawn, very rejected, and not because he was, but because he rejected himself, feeling like he'd failed God altogether. They all get out there and get around the the fireplace. And we don't know how the conversation went, but at one point, Jesus reaches over the fire, looks into Peter's eyes, and out of the deep relationship that he has, out of that intimate journey that they've journeyed for three and a half years, he looks into his eyes and says, Peter, do you love me? And Peter sort of, you know, I don't know how you read it religiously, but, you know, I can imagine Peter sort of sitting back a little bit and going, well, Jesus, you know, I love you. And it's actually two words. The first word is, do you agape on me? And the word is, are you, are you so devoted to me that you'll lay down your life for me right. unconditionally? And, and Peter comes back and he says, you know, I phileo you. Phileo. You, yeah. know, you, you know, you are my best friend kind of thing. And I, and I deeply um, I, I'm affectionate towards you. And, and he says, feed my, my sheep. In other words, keep influencing the people right. that you have to influence. And then he, he sits back a little bit and then reaches back into Peter's face again and says, Peter, do you agape on me? And he says, you know, I phileo you. Right. And then the last time, this is incredible. Jesus had read the situation he, and he could see that Peter wasn't able at that point in time to come up to the level that he was asking for. And he says to Peter, do you phileo me? Right. And so he comes to his level around that fire and all the, all the other boys must've been sitting there looking at this going, wow, okay, we're getting it, you know? And he goes, will you phileo me? Brings it right to his level. And he says, you know, you know, all things, you know, I phileo you. And I, I, in there, I can read the passion that takes place in this little meeting over a breakfast fire, over a breakfast, a fish and sandwich breakfast, you know, and right. Because if Peter had left, he was the leading guy. Jesus had mentored. If he had left, they were all going back to their businesses. Right. And, and that was a crisis of the message that Jesus had prepared them for. You know, The, the whole thing would have stopped right there, but Jesus passionately appeals to his relationship with this man and and gets back into his into his heart again and and removes that that weakness that he had and that that mindset that he had he wasn't good enough 
and removes that and gets right back into the place where that relationship is the most important thing right here, right now, across a fire over breakfast, you know? And to me, that spoke the model of what I believe. I don't know about others, but that I'm supposed to do, you know? Right, right. Yeah. And that's true. There's, there's, because there's an impartation happening there that you can't get from a stadium type mentality. I mean, it's not, it's not that it can't be done. It's just, there's an impartation of somebody that already has a draw of life, a connection, a relationship with you. And you're able to reciprocate uh, as a, as another bone to give life and marrow back to that other bone. That's right. So that, so that it can grow. And uh, it's just, it's interesting to me how, how Christ did that, because like you said, they, they had basically given up. Well, what we thought, just like it says in, in uh, Isaiah 6, you know, in the year the king Uzziah died. Yeah, he is. Uh, the word Uzziah means the strength of Yah or the strength of God. So in the year that I saw everything that I thought was the strength of God in my life die. Yeah. They saw their king die. They saw their, their hopes of a, of a new kingdom die. They saw everything around them dying. Then Isaiah says, I saw the Lord. Yes. And he was seated up on a throne yeah. and high, high and lifted up, first of all, and then seated upon a throne. Yeah. And in the year that you see everything else around you that you thought was the strength of God in your life die, you will begin to see him seated upon a throne. You'll begin to see him seated upon that throne. It didn't shake him off the throne. He knows exactly what you're going through. He knows exactly where you're at. It, did, it, it is in his purpose to prosper in every aspect of your life. He does he it, he doesn't turning to the Holy Spirit isn't turning to Christ and saying, Oh, can you imagine what's going on down there? It's just freaking me out. You know, yeah, I mean yeah. he isn't he he isn't worried about it. Exactly. And he sees we begin to see him then, not the situation, not the poverty, not the not the bills, not the 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 pain, not the whatever high and lifted up. We see him high and lifted up and seated upon a throne. Once we get that back in our heart, the strength of God is restored as a son of God, and then we're sent forth to demonstrate his kingdom, and not just the short reaches, of, but to extend the very boundaries of his kingdom, to go to the furthest point of his kingdom, and to establish, not just establish the boundaries, but to enforce the boundaries that say, thus saith the Lord, this is what he's saying. This is what he believes about you and about your life. This is what is true about you, not, not all this other stuff that's been stated about you. Amen. And it's just furthering those boundaries in somebody's life and reestablishing those things uh, so that it says that he alone sets the bounds of the sea. And you, you think about the boundaries that have been set, and we, we, we think that it's, it's going in and out with the tide of the waves, but no, he sets the boundaries of the sea. He's the one that sets the bounds. And he says, no, it's not going to go any further than this. No, it's not going to happen in your life. No, this is what I believe about you. No, this is what I know to be true concerning you. This is what he's saying. Yeah. And yet we tend to believe all the other stuff. That's right. And he's saying, no, now is the time. I want you to see me still seated upon the throne. It hasn't shaken me off one bit. Yeah. And I'm high and lifted. He is high and lifted up. Praise God. And it's not, you know, I'm not going to be shaken or moved anymore by the circumstances or by whatever else is going on. Um, you know, it's just, it's the year, this has been a year for me when, when King Uzziah died. Yeah. Everything that I thought was the strength of God just died. <laughs> but in the course of that, I began to see him high and lifted up, high and lifted up and seated upon that throne once again, because somehow I'd forgotten that. Amen. Amen. Yeah, that's powerful, man. Absolutely. 
And I think that, you know, for, for everybody listening in, you know, th- this is really a time, you know, as, as comfortable as we think we are, this is a time to really trust God. It's a really a time to, to set your and focus your, your faith in the right place, not, not just depending on your, your, your gifting and your ability and, and uh, your skill and, um, and, you know, your job is to really trust God. What is his strategy for you, for your life right now, for him to use you effectively? And, and that's the point of being a leader. It's not about, you know, reaching that place of being the priest or the prophet or the, or the pastor, but being the son that God can sow into the world using the platform that he desires for you and that he's prepared for you so that you can be the most influence. Right. It it doesn't have to be a crowd. It doesn't have to be, um, it doesn't have to be you know a, a massive group or a, or a huge influence. It could be one person, right? That that God is sending you into a situation to reach one person and bring transformation to their life. Be available right. for that, and know that God will use you. God will prosper you. God will uh, set you set you in a place that that you are like Peter usable to feed or influence his sheep and bring right. bring the influence of the kingdom of God to wherever you are Steve again uh, just a tremendous um, uh, you know I, I just I'm sitting here and just really sensing the spirit of God just really so so str- powerfully I don't know how to describe it so strong um, on my life and in in my heart right now and uh, I just really feel that this this was something we touched a real nerve in the spirit of God you know um, with this discussion this morning um, I am I'm very excited very edified by this conversation today so thank you very much for being with me thank on you on the um, KLE podcast and thank you for all the listeners and our audience wherever you are in the world um, and I trust that God will really that you will take time to uh, spend time um, he, he listen to the voice of wisdom and come and have a dinner with wisdom um, it says her <laughs> right, <laughs> so have, right. have a dinner with her and that speaks of intimacy you know it's like um, that, um, that I don't know why but it's it's um, Relate to a, f- a female um, sex, and uh, and um, but I think it's because of the intimacy of it, is that um, the lady the ladies know how to develop intimate relationships. So go and fellowship with um, with wisdom intimately, and let God reveal through wisdom your place, how you are to be building right now where you are in Jesus' name. All right. Good stuff, Steve. Thank you for being with us. Hey, um, it's really great to have you all with us. And till next time, um, this is Sean and Steve signing off and saying God bless you.